Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. All right, uh, so we are back in the Indie Dorks projection room. Uh, we still need a name for the podcast. Uh, I think we're thinking, what, what was the suggestion the last time, Claire? The Adventures of... The Adventures of the Father-Daughter. The Adventures of the Father-Daughter. So, we're headed in a direction. I feel or, pretty good about it. Or it was... or No, wait, no, I said that backwards. The the Father-Daughter Adventures. Father-Daughter Adventures? That's definitely better than The Adventures of Father-Daughter. Father-Daughter sounds like a first name and a last name. Yeah. How about that Father-Daughter? <laughs> you mean Mr. Daughter? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, today, I've picked out... For us to watch uh, what I think will be a first for Claire. Uh, she's a big fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but she's really only seen a lot of his more comedic roles, or even in the action movies, she's seen it's more uh, good guy ones. He's good. He in all the movies I've seen, he's either the good guy or he's like the lead character. Right. Uh, so today we're gonna watch The Terminator which is a really big villain role for Arnold Schwarzenegger. And so I think that that will be fun to show her different sides of an actor that she really enjoys. So what are the Arnold Schwarzenegger movies that you've already seen, Claire? I've seen True Lies. I've seen Kindergarten Cop. I have seen um, Junior. I've seen Twins. And I think that's about it. Okay. What's your favorite of what you've seen? Kindergarten Cop. I'll well, watch if if I had to pick if I had to pick between between um between my between um between a movie I have never seen called Cooties and I would like to see or Kindergarten Cop, I would most I would want to watch Kindergarten Cop over and over and over again. <laughs> All right, so just to be clear, she's she's referencing Cooties because I have a, a Cooties poster with a skeleton hand holding a lollipop in uh, the projection booth down here. And I've uh, also seen the trailer for it, and I've seen clips for it, <laughs> and I've seen. Is, you're so funny, Claire. I'm surprised that you want to watch Cooties, but before we started recording, she said, the one movie I don't want to watch is Shaun of the Dead. And I said, why? And she said, well, because that just looks creepy. But she wants to watch the movie with the skeleton hand poster holding a lolly. So, you know. <laughs> what? It's a skeleton kid holding a lollipop. What's wrong with that? Nothing's it's wrong with an, that. Everything's right with that. <laughs> Uh, so what's your favorite thing about Kindergarten Cop? What makes that movie your favorite? 
My favorite um, is it's cause it's sort of like it's 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 like a drama, all and at the same time it's an action movie. Mm-hmm. So like the action is like is like Dominic and the bad father, and then mm-hmm. the drama is sort of like him and um him and Dominic's mom. Mm-hmm. So the basic premise for Kindergarten Cop is that Arnold Schwarzenegger plays like a street-hardened detective. Like he's really grisly at the beginning of the movie. And then he, uh, for a case, has to go undercover. As a kindergarten cop. As a kindergarten teacher. Uh, I was about to say kindergarten cop because that's the name of the movie. (laughs) Kindergarten cop, the cop who can't be stopped. Um, All right. Well, what about, so you, I think like, I think my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, honestly, and this is, this is serious is twins i love his comedic roles like when he's being funny i think arnold schwarzenegger is the best what did you think about last action hero you what i said what did you think about not i'm sorry not last action here you haven't seen that one yet we should watch last action here what did you think about true lies it was it wasn't that good because it because a lot of the parts I sort of didn't understand, like the beginning of the movie where he's just walking around and it looks like a robot is watching him, I don't understand that. I don't really understand the end, and I don't really understand like one of the main, like a main part. I forgot like who he's with, but he's with someone. I just don't remember the name of hmm. it. Okay. That person. Right. So now you've seen the trailer for The Terminator. Uh, I guess for the second time. I guess I'd shown you that before. What do you th- What do you think of the Terminator so far? Uh, I what I don't like is how it's like um, is how is how it is how in the thing this it says it it says this a cyborg part man part machine is sent from the twenty first century to present day Los Angeles to assassinate a seemingly innocent woman whose child will play an important part in the world from which the killer came. I don't like the beginning where it says a cyborg. It's a cyborg is a person turned into a robot because they were about to die and like the family member or something doesn't want them to in the movies I've already seen with cyborg or TV shows. Mm-hmm. But anyways, I don't... So you don't feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger is a cyborg in this movie? What do you think he is? I think he's really just a robot with human cover. He's really just a robot who looks like a human, and that's definitely not a cyborg. So a cyborg is more like a human that's become part machine. Yeah. But But what he is, is is a machine. That that sort of became like part human. Because the thing that I'm thinking of by watching the movie, he has, he doesn't think for himself. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure someone gave him directions and he's made to follow directions. So that doesn't mean he has a mind or anything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things to be a cyborg is you have to have a mind, but also look like a robot. He does not have a mind. Mm-hmm. The only type of mind he has is, I only follow directions from my <laughs> owner. Okay. All right. Well, then there you go. So I think without any further ado, we're going to cut it off here and we're going to go jump out and watch The Terminator and then we'll be back on the other side. Bye-bye. What you got in the trunk? Oh, you don't want to look in there. Ah! All right. 
so we just finished watching uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger in The Terminator. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen The Terminator, uh, basically, uh, Claire read the, the logline synopsis on iTunes before we started. Um, but the core story is uh, at some point in the near future, remember this is 1984, uh, so at some point in the near future, uh, the defense grid for the United States becomes self-aware and its first act as a defense grid is to kill everyone. Uh, and that kicks off a big war between the robots and the humans that lasts until the 2020s uh, when we meet Cal Reese in the distant future. Um, he's a soldier of the resistance serving under uh, John Connor. And he gets uh, sent back in time to stop a Terminator, from, which is one of those robot soldiers, from assassinating Sarah Connor in 1984 before she gives birth to John Connor and basically the machines are using time travel to win the war which they I guess would have lost at that point in the story so uh that being said uh, as in like the robots come alive they have self-awareness like we do with our minds our minds it's self-awareness but theirs is technology self-awareness mm -hmm. And um, their basic thing is, like, kill humans. And what I was thinking during, like, the movie, I was saying, like, well, do you, well, did they do that because they think that humans don't love them? And because, like, in the, in the movie, one of the um, phone dials for Ginger and Sarah, Ginger is the character in the movie, just to let you know, and... Um, Ginger and Sarah's thing is is this is Ginger and we all and we both love robots. So what's what's the matter about loving machines? This is like what she said, sort of like it, but yeah, I did like how you posed that question though, because you you were like, I mean, genuinely like, are the robots mad at the people for not loving them? <laughs> Which I don't I don't know if that's quite it. Having seen the movie, do you think that's why the robots killed everybody? Is because the humans didn't love them enough? Why do you think that happened? I think I still think that. I honestly still think that because, like, there these robot he he didn't care about anyone, and he did have sort of like an artificial intelligence, which means he could have feelings. Mm -hmm. So maybe he was hurt inside. His circuit board inside was hurt because the humans just didn't love them enough or there wasn't a big amount of humans that loved the machines. Well, maybe there wasn't a big amount of humans to love the machines because the machines killed all the humans. No, I mean before uh -huh. that happened. There wasn't enough people. Now, I, after seeing that movie, and even before seeing that movie, I still, I like, I like machines because without them, a lot of people would be like, I need the time. I don't know how to read an analog clock because I never pay attention in math. And then a lot of people are just like, I can't survive without these phones or technology or anything. Well, that's actually a pretty good point, though. I mean, you know, we talked about this a little bit during the movie, but, you yeah. know, in, in, in 1984, um, 
none of these things were connected. Like right now, we're recording this. I have my iPad out. I've got a microphone hooked up to it. It's hooked up to the internet. Um, I have, we watched the movie streaming from the internet on the Apple TV. Um, I have my iPhone in my hand uh, for notes. I have a, um, I have money in my, I have my, kin, I have my, um, fire charging upstairs. I have a pink, I, I have a phone charging upstairs. I have a tablet charging upstairs. Okay, oh. well, those are family devices. They're True. not just yours. But, but, but the fight, but the, um, but the pink fight, well, but the fire the, is yours. The fire is mine because you yeah. bought it, because you bought it for my birthday. But, I'm saying, like, we have a lot of devices in our family. So, but my point was, in 1984, none of those things existed. The other thing was connected. Like, you saw, like, in order to find out where Sarah Connor lived, both um, Reese and the Terminator went to the phone book. Like, do you even, like, what what's a phone book? A phone book, depending on how I saw it, and I have a teacher who grew up back then, not like... Well, a lot of people grew up back then like that, but one per- teacher in particular actually used those phones because back then they had just the phones that you could like still like just pick up, not like iPhones, iPhones, but like mm-hmm. the wire like a phone with like a the, cord attached yeah, to it. Yeah, attached to it. But I had one teacher who didn't use those because their family couldn't afford one because they costed a lot of money back then, just like iPhones now. And they and and so she just used. So she just took 50 cents and just used a phone thing and she used a phone book and all that. And um, she's the only one who has ever like actually seen and used one of those. Mm-hmm. Um, well, but I guess I guess part of the thing that's interesting to me really is, you know, part of science fiction stories in general is that they use fictional situations to explore new ideas and kind of what the possible consequences of them could be so like in 1984 they were thinking a lot about like well what will the machines bring to our world like what will automation bring because that was a big thing like you could even see in some of the shots like at the factory at the end all those machines that were like automated machines whose job it was to just build something we don't know what it was but something Um, that was a brand new thing then. I think it was called, um, I think it was called the, um, the, um, it was some, I think it was like the techno circuit. <laughs> okay. Or the army circuit. It was one of those two and it was supposed to help them defend off the, um, other, it was supposed to be machines that would help them as if they were real humans and all that and would help them. Well, sure. I mean, that's what Skynet was supposed to be, was like all the defense stuff into one network. It was supposed to help the humans fight off wars against other people from other countries, Mm -hmm. like England or something. Yeah, like England. But then it backfired, and they got their own artificial intelligence and thought, and then then started going against them, and that's probably how the war created. Mm -hmm. One of the other things that I was kind of curious what you thought about is... Did you, and we talked about this a little bit, what did you think about the fact that Kyle Reese had only seen a picture of Sarah Connor and had fallen in love with her in the future from only seeing a picture and hearing stories from uh, John Connor? Is that weird or do you think that's that's fine or normal? What do you think about that? Well, I have a lot. 
lot of people who have I've seen lots of I've seen a couple move I've seen a couple movies that people have fallen in love with someone's picture and then mm-hmm. end up marrying them, but then but then um I've all I've also had experiences like when I first saw the picture of George I fell in love with him as in like family like because mm-hmm. I am his family mm-hmm. and like fell in love with him as in like. He's so cute and adorable, and he's like, he's like four months, maybe five months old. Mm-hmm. I see. So, jo- and who is George for context? George is um, George is my dad is 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 daddy's, which is who I'm talking with. That's me. Yeah. Daddy's sister. <laughs> daddy's sister's son. That That's right. she had about like four or five months ago. Mm-hmm. Or six, mm-hmm. but I don't know. All I know is that is that like as soon as I saw a picture of him, when when my dad first got the picture of him in like the hospital, and um, I'm not gonna say her name, but all I'm just gonna tell you is that her last name starts with a D and her name starts with a D, and um, and George was born, and George was burning as soon as I saw of that. Like I've seen this show called Bunked, and when I put on like the captions, Bunked is a Disney show about kids that go to Camp Kikiwaka. It's actually pretty good. Season one and two are on Netflix. Season three just came out on Netflix. We watched a little bit of that. It's a good show. And um, and um, when I read the captions, it's spelled like George. And then and as soon as I saw the picture of him, I fell in love, and all I fell in love with him as him like family because he's like my family. I think that's a really good point. I you know the first time that I saw George as a picture, I did. Uh, yeah. And I said, and I said, and then when I first, and then I was, and then dad, and then daddy, which is the person I'm talking with, <laughs> again, is um, if you're just tuning in. To just like starting watching the video and um, so and like my dad said, my dad said Jorge, and then and then I and then and then when I first met him, I had said Jorge to him, and and then his dad and then his dad was like, "Don't say that." Well, cause cause Jorge is George in Spanish, and George is not Spanish. George is, um, um, I think he is, um, he's, um, his dad is from Portugal. So, uh, uh, so it's, his name is in fact, George. That's what she was correcting on. Anyways, let's go back to the movie. Okay. okay. Um, so let's see. Oh, so I think one of the fun things too, of watching a movie with, uh, like someone, who has a new perspective on it, especially a movie that I've lived with for a long time, um, was a, in the middle of the movie, there's a scene where uh, Sarah Connor and uh, Kyle Reese are hanging out under an overpass after the police station shootout. And it's nighttime. Um, Kyle Reese has been shot and she's doing a field dressing on him. And, you know, they're kind of cuddling up and hearing dark, twisted stories about this very abysmal future that they have in store for them. And they're both shivering. And Claire immediately said, wait, why are they cold? And I was like, well, I guess it's cold at night. Claire was like, no, it's May in Los Angeles. Well, I, I didn't like, say that. I just said, like, I saw people wearing, like, wearing, like, skinny, wearing, like, skinny straps and short and shorts. I don't see a lot of people, I don't see any people wearing pants, like, right. jeans. The only people, the only type of jeans that are, like, well, 
technically their pants. The only types that they were wearing were sweatpants, mm-hmm. which are very thin, so you wouldn't get hot in those. If you well, the only time you'll get hot in those is if you had just worked out. <laughs> it would be hot. But. All right. Well, so one of the other things I want to make sure that we talk about is the special effects in this one. There, there are a couple of good ones. Uh, one where uh, the Terminator has been injured or damaged, I guess is more accurate, and his eye is damaged, and he has to take his eye out with one of those little exacto knives, and he plops it out, and then you get a nice full face shot of the Terminator with one real eye and one red computerized eye as his head is kind of moving around and whirring around. Um, and I really, really like that shot. But I wonder, Claire, did you think that those effects were particularly gory? Did they bother you? It was kind of creepy because I, I had never seen someone with that an eye before because normally they would have an eye patch on mm-hmm. it. Or when, someone, or when someone in the movie would look at them without their eye or a show and that person doesn't have a face or something like that, mm-hmm. um, I wouldn't see it. Like you wouldn't see it. You would see from the other person's view of that person looking at it or a sideways view so you can't see So it. they cheat a little bit to make it easier to do. But this yeah. time they didn't cheat. They showed it full on, right? Yeah. Um, how do you think they did that? Well, um, they probably put a lot of makeup to make it look like it was deep inside because you had shown me um, a video some time ago, probably about a month ago over the summer, and you and we were looking for something to watch while my mom was making lunch or dinner or something. Mm-hmm. And um, you sh- and Harper asked, well, and Quinn, and in a lot of movies, Quinn would be getting scared because she thought bad guys, she thought that those were real bad guys in the, in the shows we were watching. And so uh. my dad showed her, like, it's not real bad guys, it's just actors. And then she's like, I don't believe you because they have scary because it looks like their eyes have come out and all that stuff like that. And then he shows her a video about how people decorate someone's mm-hmm. eye mm-hmm. or facial feature or arm feature or something like that to make it look like that. Yeah, but I think it might have been a, a Tom Savini video um, working with someone to show like an eye effect. This one, though... He showed I, you how to create one. Yeah. I don't think this one... I don't think in the Terminator, for especially for the eyeball shot... I don't think that they did makeup. No, I think what they did is they built a full mechanized head that looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger's head, and because like the the camera changes a little bit, like the way that the picture looks, and then like you see his head sort of moving, kind of herky jerky around, and I think that the real thing is the robot eye and the fake part is actually now the human eye because they've built this really intricate Arnold Schwarzenegger head to be half of the Terminator and half of that, which means that there's somebody on the back end of that that must have put dozens uh, or hundreds of hours of work into building this single robot that looks like a head so they could do that one single effect. I think that's pretty cool. And I think, and now, there's probably, like, makeup to make it look like a red eye and then, mm-hmm. like, shows effects on it. Absolutely. So, like, how the sun affects the moon and makes it look light. Maybe mm-hmm. they had some type of, like, light shining on it. Because, like, whenever you see him, it always looks like there's, like, sort of, like, a light on him. Mm-hmm. 
there's always a light on him. There's never a time when he's not in a light. Well, but that was actually, though, that's because, like, you were talking about a minute ago about filmmakers cheating a little bit when they want to, like, show an effect, but they don't want to have to manage it for the rest of the movie. So, like, they show that robot head and the eye shot, right, where you can see his red robot eye moving around. Um, and then he puts the gargoyle sunglasses on for the rest of the movie. And that covers up the red eye so that they don't have to worry about it so much. It can just still be Arnold Schwarzenegger running around. Speaking of Arnold Schwarzenegger running around, um, what did you think of seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger as a villain? I kind of didn't. I thought it was sort of cool and thought it was sort of uncool because it's like the first movie I've ever seen that he's like the bad guy. And How many kind of, times in the movie do you think did you express out loud, gosh, I really wish the Terminator was the good guy? About four, maybe five times. <laughs> I was like, I really wish he was a good guy. He has so many things. Um, but what did you think of his, like, what did you think of his acting style? Did you find him to be very scary? Were you surprised that he could be so scary as an actor? Mm, yeah, because... I thought that he could only be, like, a good guy. Mm-hmm. And he's now a bad guy, and it's, like, different. Mm-hmm. Um, did, did you find him scary when you were watching the movie? Sort of. When he was just, like, full-on robot, because he looks different as a robot from then, like, in that picture, uh-huh. in the Terminator picture. He's different. Uh-huh. And it just sort of creeps me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The <laughs> the whole first part of the movie when uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger comes back uh, as the Terminator initially, he comes back naked. And Claire was very concerned that Arnold did not have the right amount of clothing on. And she was very happy when those punks got murdered and he took their clothes. I just, I don't like killing, but I'm just so glad that I didn't see them get killed. Uh-huh. Well, I, we sort of did, but you didn't see him like... Well, you Go see on. that when put his fist through that one kid and just murderize him, though. Yeah, but you didn't see him inside. You didn't see, like, <laughs> all the, his like, the viscera or whatever. Sure, you didn't yeah. see his point of view. You <laughs> saw the guy who was being, you saw, like, a side shot. So you saw his mm-hmm. fist in there, mm-hmm. but you didn't see, like, what it looked like to the robot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What it looked like. So, like, that like the cut out and all that you didn't mm-hmm. see that you just saw that so like so i'm just kind of, so so yeah well okay what did you think about the movie overall did you like it pretty much if i told you that there were more terminator movies would you want to watch them maybe I, when you were like searching up Terminator movies, I saw other Terminator, and mm-hmm. I thought, and then I thought, and then I said, well, and I said, because a lot of movies I watch, I wish that there were second, like Kindergarten Cop or Junior. What would your ideal sequel to the Terminator be? Well, if I was the director, uh-huh. and like the first kid director, or I was an adult right now and watching the movie and saying that I could direct a movie, mm-hmm. which I can because I really am pretty strict. I get bossy around my sisters. Sometimes I boss my <laughs> friends around, and then they get mad and are like, soft, and I'm like, soft. Plus, you have a very artistic side. You absolutely could be a director, but what director Claire would be your ideal sequel for the Terminator? So the sequel would be like during the war and like her and like her like. 
her ha and her and her son growing up and leading it and that and instead of flashbacks from the war you're seeing you're seeing um what it's going to look like in the in the future like mm-hmm. future past. so the next movie would be um Showing. Sarah Connor and John Connor fighting in the war initially together and John Connor sort of coming of age in the middle of this big apocalyptic war and her having flashbacks uh-huh. from the thing while she's telling him about it just like in the movie when oh, so he he's... has a flashback when she, when gotcha. he's telling her about it so instead of instead of flashing forward to the future the movie takes place in the future and John Connor is already kind of a badass and then the story flashes back to his experience with his mom yeah hmm interesting um I think kind of so there's a bunch of Terminator sequels um terminator salvation what's that about well it's kind of about that it takes place in the future john connor isn't the leader of the resistance yet um he's just a fighter and he sort of has to take his place as the main guy and there's a lot of conflict for him as he tries to figure out his way through it i don't remember it that well i've only seen that one a couple times um i don't have any problem showing you any of the rest of them except to say that i guess probably if we watch more of them we'd watch them um in order um let's see would you recommend this movie probably not to friends but yeah mm-hmm. so you think that people would find some enjoyment in it yeah but if my friend but if I'm not going to say the name or how old she is or mm-hmm. like that, but I'm just going to say if she saw, just like Attack the Block, if she saw this movie, by the way, um, Attack the Block is another one if we did, mm-hmm. if she saw this movie, if she was allowed to see this movie, well, it would scare her. Yeah, she would, it would scare her pretty bad. The last, the, her parents only made a rule that she couldn't see, that she couldn't see P, movies that weren't PG or PG-13 movies or stuff like that. The only movies she could see were PG and PG-13. Those are the only movies she could see. Yeah, well, some specific PG-13s movies, specific well, ones. What, what type of movie do you think the Terminator is? Is it, so like, like what genre? Is it an action movie? Is it a horror movie? Is it a science fiction movie? Well, in the like thing, it said sci-fi and drama, mm-hmm. sort of. But I think it's more of like a drama and a like, it's not a fantasy, but sort of like a fantasy. But fantasies are like fairy tales, but this is sort of about like, but this is sort of about like ones that um, a fairy tale, but this is sort of like a dark fairy tale. Mm-hmm. Like, like where the dark, where the dark starts instead of the good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like in Cinderella, it starts out good, then it goes bad, then it goes good again. <laughs> in this movie, it starts out good, it's pretty good, it goes to bad, and then it goes good again. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, well, uh, do you have anything about the movie that you'd like to say before we close it out for now? Well, if you don't like seeing if you don't like seeing things crushed, then I wouldn't recommend this movie to you because <laughs> there is a big scene where the Terminator is being crushed, mm-hmm. crushed by like one of those um, Pactor thingies, and um, she's walking through and all that. 
I got a real thing about people being crushed in movies. Um, there's there's a crush scene. You you can see the thirteen ghosts up there. Um, I watched that just recently, and there's a scene where a woman gets squished by closing walls in the middle of the movie. Something about people being crushed. I don't care for it. It's very traumatic for me. Anything and creepy. else? Yeah, and creepy. Well, um, also, and if you like. Now this is sort of like the movie, and if you if you have seen the Terminator and is like, well, I've already seen that, and I, this is just boring, but <laughs> you just have to watch something because your mom or your dad or something won't let you do something, and you just want something to do, so you're just looking at that. Um, maybe you should just maybe um we're we're gonna do the other Terminator movies, mm-hmm. and so if you want to do if you want to look. And if you want, and if you've already seen the Terminator, and but you haven't seen the other movies, just look for, just look. We're gonna have like the Terminator One, the Terminator Two, and it's gonna sort of look like that. And so if so, the Terminator One is the one we're talking about, the Terminator. The next one will probably be like the next in the series of sequels mm-hmm. and like the actual movie itself. So like we would name it the Terminator One, the Terminator Two, like that, <laughs> or sort of like that. So if you want to watch along, you can watch along, basically. Yeah. So if you've already seen the movie and you and you're just bored with this, you can watch another. You can watch a different one. Okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that does it for us. Uh, Thanks very much again for listening. Uh, I'll be back on the other side of this segment with just uh, some more thoughts of my own. All right, Claire. Wait, one more thing. Um, if you like the Terminator, and if you have seen the Terminator and you don't like it, I wouldn't recommend you watching any other of the Terminator. Maybe you should, but if you like Arnold Schwarzenegger and you want him to be good, here are some movies that, that you might want to watch. The Kindergarten Cop, Twins, Junior, and True Lies. I He's think good those are guy. all great movies. He's good guys in all of those. All right. Cool. All right. Bye for now. Bye-bye. See you the next time. Well, I'm just going to say see you on the other side because as in like see you on the other side of our next movie. Yeah. Okay. All right. Come on, Duke. Let's go do those crimes. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Let's go get sushi and, and not pay. All right, uh, so <laughs> that's uh, the Terminator with Claire. Um, you know, my biggest reservation in showing her the movie before we sat down to do it was that the Terminator would scare her too much, and that really turned out not to be the case. I think that there were a couple moments that she was kind of grossed out by some of the effects, um, but at no point did she really seem to be too intimidated by what was going on on the screen. To be honest, I think that she was more traumatized by seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger as a villain instead of the hero. I'm not kidding. I think she said um, five or six times during the course of that movie, gosh, I really wish that he could be the good guy in this one. So I haven't told her yet that in Terminator 2, he comes back as the good guy. Um, But I'm hopeful that we do sit down to watch that. uh, She'll enjoy that aspect of it. Um, You know, the funny thing about, uh, you know, watching these movies with Claire, especially kind of doing it through this format, is that, you know, for the most part, she knows where the video library is. 
and I have no problems with her going and perusing the video library and finding something that she would like to watch and putting on her room. In fact, um, just the other night, uh, she watched Sahara for the first time with uh, Matthew McConaughey, where he's uh, and Steve Zahn, where they're the ex Navy SEALs and uh, they have transitioned out of the military and are now uh, guys who recover things from the bottom of the ocean. And then somehow, uh, as you do in these sorts of adventure movies, they get embroiled in uh, a, a scheme where a foreign country is poisoning a water supply in the course of their attempts to make money, and they team up with a WHO doctor to get to the source of it. Um, it's a really fun kind of um, action movie, and I enjoy it quite a bit. Um, but, you know, that's one of the ones where, you know, Claire came to me and was like, hey, I want to watch Sarah. And I was like, yeah, go for it. Do it. Um, but sometimes with these movies, I am never sure how to kind of push the line with what I sort of bring to her. I want to be a curator for her experience and introduce her to new things. Um, but I also don't want to force something on her that she's not keen on or that she's not ready for. Uh, I don't want to be the decider of what her tastes are and tell her what is cool or not cool. I just kind of want to be there to help contextualize the things that she's watching so that she can sort of suss out what's good for her, which I think is part of what makes this experience a little bit uh, tricky. Uh, I guess I'm maybe trepidatious about pushing this on her. Like I, I think that the value of seeing Terminator for the first time, it's not just a gateway into kind of science fiction films, um, you know, or an opportunity to see a favorite actor take a turn uh, as a villain, which I mean, historically, I love like all of my favorite Patrick Stewart roles are where he's playing a villain. Um, like he is deliciously evil in uh, Green Room. But I know him from my childhood as Patrick, as, you know, Captain Picard, Patrick Stewart, right? Like, that's just who he was, like, um, incorruptible, good guy, an ethical man and full of reason and logic. And then to see that twisted into the villainy in the green room um, is just such a, like, a wonderful experience to really see somebody stretch their acting skills and entertain you in that way. Um, and so that's part of what I want to do for her. But, you know, the other part of it is it's also a gateway to more horror. Um, I think of The Terminator very much as sort of a slasher film, um, especially the original Terminator. Um, you know, you have this single killer stalking uh, the final girl almost through the entirety of this movie. Um, and he's almost unstoppable. Uh, and it has a lot of the elements of a slasher movie. And so it's not like my idea is tomorrow I'll show her the driller killer or something like that. Um, but it's more giving her frames of reference as she expands outward and what she's interested in um, to find and build context for these things. And I think that that's something that's very important to do. Um, so, you know, if you've had a kid who's kind of going down the path, um, I would say that it's a good idea. Uh, to give them a chance uh, to see the things that they're interested in, but to be there and talk. And that's kind of what the experience with The Terminator was. You know, uh, two or three times in the course of the movie, we hit pause and we talked a little bit about some of the plot elements that were trickier, especially the stuff with time travel, which, to be honest, is always a bit uh, nonsensical when they kind of come up with the rules and how they're going to implement it. Um, you know, so she had some questions about that. She had some um, very interesting questions about... AI and what that meant. 
um, and, uh, you know, talking about the future and what it was like for him in war. And, you know, uh, that even put into conversations about PTSD and people being upset about stuff like that. Um, and how that's a very normal human experience for people to be affected by emotionally. Um, so there's a lot of conversation starter material in this if you're interested in watching that way, but it's also an entertaining movie. I don't think really at any point did we stop the film because she was bored or fidgety or anything like that. Um, so it's, it was a good one. It was a good experience. Um, you can find me on the internets uh, at WBDAS on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find the other dorks on Twitter, Mouth Dork uh, at Mouth Dork. Uh, you can find Wife Dork at Sidewalk Siren. Uh, the Disco Dork at The Disco Dork on Twitter. And Brian Young at The Turtle Dork on Twitter. Uh, if you guys have any questions or uh, are curious about sort of how we're doing this or what might be next, uh, go ahead and uh, feel free to hit us up on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash itmodcast uh, or find me on Twitter. All right. Thanks so much. Bye.